I'm Danny. I'm Noah. And this is What's That that Supposed supposed to Mean? The podcast where we talk about Victorious and Ariana Grande. And that's it. That's more or less it. (laughs) More or less, that's it. And also many other things. We talk about how much we love Andre. How much we hate Derek. How much we fucking hate Derek. If Derek ever comes back on the show, I swear to God. How much we miss Eli. We miss Eli. Where do we think Eli? What do we think Eli's doing right now? Like the character or the actor? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I think the character is sitting at home practicing his line. That's true. Again. That's true. Again. It lives it lives rent free in my head. It's so true. All <laughs> right. I think the actor is probably just working. That's true. Or Maybe. hanging out. Or or doing something else. With his friends. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we hope he's doing well. Anyway. This week we've got a special episode. it's not a special episode, it's a regular episode. <laughs> it's a very special episode. <laughs> But it is special in that it has a song in it. Mm. It is season one, episode six. It's Tori the Zombie. Noah, what did you think about this episode? I thought I, I liked it for the most part. It mm-hmm. was it was kind of I would say like above average. Yeah. Like it was a, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Um, I didn't like it as much as I liked episode four mm-hmm. or honestly episode five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I felt like it was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was just a single through line. It was no B plot. It was just like. Full steam ahead on this one story. It was pretty yeah. tight and pretty densely packed. There's some really good jokes, great moments from Jade. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty good episode. I, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. This is one that I like. Will think about randomly. The more like yeah, like the cat and Trina parts, I think about a lot. But yeah, I really liked it. I thought that overall it was really good. There were a lot of really strong jokes. You know, I love a cat centric storyline. Yes, and absolutely. it's not like the most cat centric, but like it's pretty cat centric. She's in a, probably more than she has been in up to this point in the show. Yeah, and it's also great because she wasn't in the episode before. Right, exactly. So, so they, they was, really loaded it on, and yet, I mean, she is so good in this episode. I know There's she's so, so many good. great little moments yeah. and lines. I was saying that I feel like for some reason Ariana Grande in this episode. And and hopefully everyone will understand what I'm trying to say with this. Ariana Grande in this episode looks the most like she does now than she has from the beginning of yeah. the of the show. Like, and what I mean is, I feel like with Ariana Grande, we have three stages. We have Cat Valentine, or I guess four because you have like her stuff like on Thirteen, like on Broadway and whatever. But like Ariana Grande as Ariana Grande. We have Cat Valentine, the red hair, the whole thing that kind of has like two iterations. It's like Cat season one, and then you have like when she gets the spray tan and like gets bimbofied. Yeah. That cat. And then we have Honeymoon Avenue, Dangerous Woman Ariana Grande, which is like spray tan, cat ears, half up, half down ponytail, mm-hmm. like that very, very specific look. Very specific branding. And now we have Ariana Grande, who is like, I don't even know how, like, I think she's, like, kind of, like, coming to her own. Yeah, absolutely. She's just, like, fully, like, or not fully, but she's, like, matured. Yeah. I have a friend. And feels very comfortable. She's, like, her, her her brand feels so much more comfortable with who she is. Like, she's truly not trying to be anything that she's not anymore. Yeah. In, in, her, in her image. Like, she's just straight vibing. Yeah, exactly. So, I feel like. And also, like, she, you know, she's, like, this is, like, the the final stage where, like, she's had a lot of work done at this point, And kind of, like, has, like, like, she looks, like, very youthful mm-hmm. now. Like, she, like, you know, like, she just, she just does. That's true. And something about the way the cat looked this episode 
reminded me a lot of the way that she looks now. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. Probably because it's the same woman. Yeah. But- <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's ultimately what it comes down mm-hmm. to. But yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like, yeah, I feel like her as Kat Valentine and her in like mid-career Ariana Grande or like beginning to mid-career Ariana Grande, they look very different. Like they seem like different people. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think was very intentional. Yeah. But yeah, I think now she's kind of relaxed a little bit in yeah. her brand, which is maybe part of what of what that is. Totally. I completely agree. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, with that, should we get into the episode and stop dilly-dallying? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. What's that supposed to mean? 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 What, what, what's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? What, what, what? Okay, so we open on Tori and Robbie rehearsing for a play where essentially Robbie plays a rich guy who's in love with Tori's character, but Tori's character's not in love with him. Mm-hmm. And Classic. we won't go over the entire scene, but... A, yeah, like it was some, a dense opening. Yeah, it was like, like lots of lines. Lots of good ass lines. Yeah, good. honestly, lots of really good lines, like back to back to back. I Great feel like, jokes. Yeah, we can't necessarily... I feel like it would be her all day if we tried to recap it. Like, yeah. line by line, but we'll just give you the gist Yeah, one, one of my favorites was when he was like, look at your face in the moonlight. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, yes, you can. You must. And she's like, no, a person can't, can't look at their own, own face. face. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And he goes, then I'll buy you a thousand mirrors. Yeah, it's so good. I love the voice Robbie does for this character. It's yeah. very, like, he, like, deepens his voice a little bit. And yeah, like, so it, he like, can be, like, a gruff, rich guy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's very I don't funny. Know. But, yeah, then she, after she, you know, kind of has her conversation with Robbie... At like Robbie's character. Oh, and also, I want uh, another line I liked here that I wrote down was like, he goes, My father's a billionaire. Also, I'm very good looking, (laughs) which I really liked. And then Tori's character goes, "Eh." (laughs) And they're so mean to Robbie this episode for no reason. He's just the punching bag. But But I guess, I guess if we're going with the canon of the show, this is a play. So that was a line. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, but like externally to the play, everyone's just really mean to Robbie. Yeah, it's so true. But yeah, so then she turns to Beck's character, who she does love, but he's poor. So that's the real dilemma here. Exactly. Yeah, and then one of my favorite lines from that scene that they do is, I don't love you because you're beautiful. You're beautiful because I love you. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? And then Tori goes, whoa. And then Jade looks really mad. (laughs) Jade's like, Jesus. Yeah, so then Sinjin, who's up in the, what do you call that part of the stage? Oh, is it? The kind of like balcony, mezzanine yeah, area. There's that's a word like, for it. Kind of like, like up in the rafters nest, type of vibe. Yeah, he's just up doing lights and sound. Yeah, lights and sound. And he hits the wrong button and it starts like disco lights and music. And <laughs> she, Jade stands up and she's like, dude, what's up with the disco? And Sinjin says, sorry, I hit the wrong thing. And Jade says, no, 15 years ago, your mother gave birth to the wrong thing. Which is a crazy burn. <laughs> it's a crazy burn. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's like Tom Wamsgan's succession level. Yeah, so honestly, <laughs> it's like, so, yeah, it's, it's so gnarly. It's insane. But very funny. Yeah, but then after that, they get an email from Principal Eichner that the playwright of the play, Sophia Michelle, is going to be attending the performance because she'll be in L.A. And Tori then goes, who's Sophia Michelle? As if she hasn't been doing this play. Yeah, she would, wouldn't she have read the 
fucking cover read of the, the cover. Read of the, the cover. Tori. Also, she. I think that in this world, Sophia Michelle is supposed to be like like a Anais Mitchell or a Lin. Like I'm not as popular as Lin Manuel. I'm trying to think of someone who's a good. Yeah, like who's like a. I mean, yeah, I guess. Kind um, of like I'm thinking of. I feel like it would be like I forget their names, but like the 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 main dudes who wrote like Jeremy Hansen. Yeah, like or like Jeremy O'Harris, who did um. What's that one play that was really, really popular on Broadway? Slave Play, Slave Play. He's like the guy who did like, or but I mean, obviously it's not that heavy. But like, she's she's supposed to be like a pretty famous playwright. That if you're like, yeah, theater kids know who she is. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, like, but not even like even beyond that, it's like you didn't read the front of the play. Yeah, this you is didn't a, do any it's research. It's just another instance of Tori being a dunce. Yeah, just being like, like, whoa, I'm a fish out of water. I it's know. like you can read though. Like, Come you on, you can read though. It's so. <laughs> It's so so silly. But yeah, Jade's like like basically like oh she gets to be the lead and she doesn't even know who Sophia fucking Michelle is, which is kind of fair. Yeah, it's, it's so honestly fair. valid. It's like getting to play Hamilton in Hamilton and you don't know who Lin Manuel Miranda is. Insane. Except in that instance, I would probably be jealous of you because you <laughs> don't know who Lin Manuel Miranda is. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he is. You know he is. Lynn is a Lynn is a Lynn is a real victorious head. He's a real what's that supposed to mean fan. <laughs> he's been shout leaving out comments. Lynn. He's been he's been, he's been waiting for us to shout him out. So finally, <laughs> Lynn, here you go. Finally, you know, like oh, he stop emailing us now. God. <laughs> anyway. And then the scene ends with Sinjin putting the disco back on and Jade's like, will you kill the disco? And Sinjin's like, no one can kill disco. <laughs> and he starts it. dancing. It's, I loved that line. I love this entire random little like runner that they have for Sinjin. It's incredible. We'll, it's we'll so talk good. about it more, but it's yeah. just great. I, I love this little fact about Sinjin that he loves disco. <laughs> yeah, great cold open though. Like really, yeah. really strong starts to the episode. Oh, I was yeah. going to mention earlier, this is... The ratings for this episode were slightly higher mm. than the previous couple of episodes. I think partially because it has a song in it. And also, I don't know. I mean, the episodes were shot out of order anyway. But mm. this being the sixth episode mm. had higher ratings than like four or five, I think. I and it's also the first episode in a couple episodes written by Dan Schneider. Ah. And I would say as far as like Dan Schneider's writing goes, this is probably some of his strongest. Mm. Like strongest, just like clean sitcom writing like mm-hmm. i really i thought the writing in this episode was really good yeah and i feel like this is, it's very much on display in this opening scene it's just like mm-hmm. classic victorious shenanigans yeah absolutely i totally agree so then in the next scene we see tori walking into a classroom looking for cat and the class kind of looks like like this makeup class there's a bunch of mirrors and like vanity and you know all of those situations and she runs into a guy who's got kind of a fucked up looking face, like a zombie or like, you know, like undead kind of face. And she screams and he's like, relax, it's special effects makeup. <laughs> Which I love. And so then she finds Kat so they can go to lunch together. And Kat's like, okay, one sec, I'm almost done with my assignment. Which is to essentially do like scary special effects makeup. Mm-hmm. And she turns her model around, and he's just this, like, adorable tiger thing. Like, she, like, just made him really cute. He kind of looks like a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, really, that's, like, exactly. He looks like a Dr. Seuss character. And 
he like gets all mad. He's like, you made me adorable. You made me too cute. Yeah, he like, he gets so mad about it. And he's like, I'm done with you. I'm not doing it anymore. And Kat's like, that's the third model that's quit on me. And I'm like, but why though? I love, yeah, I love the idea that multiple people have been like, no, you made me too cute. You got the assignment wrong. Why are they mad about it though? Like, I don't get it. Is it because they have to like be in makeup multiple times then? Like that she has to do it again? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're just boys who are like, no, I wanted to look really fucked up yeah like a monster i don't know it's so strange and also another thing is why didn't she ask jade that's a really good question because they're closer they're close and because i bet jade was just like no well no but if there was anything that jade was gonna do she'd love to look like an insane an insane ass zombie to look like an insane ass zombie i guess because then the whole episode wouldn't exist (laughs) that's true but like but like no in universe you're so right jade would be so down for that jade would love that are you kidding me or jade would at least be helping yeah for sure and like jade like jade would force beck to do it if nothing else that's true or something like that like yeah yeah, like in in real life they would be involved she would be involved yeah jade would be doing like would be the model for it i feel like jade would love it yeah you're right you're so right with that unless cat made jade cute and jade got mad at her and jade was a model that quit that's possible. That so, actually is possible. You know, maybe we solved this mystery. That's canon. That's canon in my head. But anyway, she's like, <laughs> then she says this line, which was so funny to me specifically, which she was like, I'm going to get an F in makeup. <laughs> in makeup. Yeah, <laughs> the is, way she says it is so it was, good. It just took me back to cosmetology school <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, oh, fuck, man, I got to do this thing. So for my skincare class, like it's just, the, it's the most like trivial sounding thing in the world. It's like, how the fuck do you fuck up in skincare class right absolutely (laughs) in a makeup class it's so true it's just like what the fuck dude but yeah then she asks if tori can be her model and tori at first says no but then kat wears her down and she's like okay fine yeah and then we get our first slop update of the episode and it's turkey sandwich equals yay monster makeup equals why (laughs) and her mood is anxious She's so, so pissed about I will this. say, and we'll talk about more as the episode progresses. The slap updates in this episode were like not good. No, I don't, which like they they're never they're never great, but like for whatever reason, they're I feel like they like phoned in. they really phoned it in this yeah. episode with the slap updates. I don't know why or how, but like it just they just were so. I feel like they were like, oh fuck, we gotta do the slap updates, and they just came up with whatever. Yeah, like I don't know, they're just not they're not as spicy as yeah. they sometimes are. It's really true. They're really not. They like I think that last minute they're like wait fuck we have to do the slap updates and then they just did it yeah and then in the next scene Tori and Andre are at Tori's house and this is where I start to lose the thread in this whole play situation because they're rehearsing a song for the play yeah the the fact that this what seems to otherwise be a straight play just having a musical number. Is so insane to me. But also, the other thing is that in when in the scene before this, which we didn't mention, when Kat was trying to wear her down, one thing that Tori says when they're kind of talking over each other and arguing oh, yeah, yeah. is Tori was like, I have all my lines rehearsed and then I have like six songs to learn. Like, there's six songs in this play? Yes, six songs. That's a musical. That's a straight up musical. That's a musical. Like, yeah. What the, what, why are you calling it a play? Just call it a musical. Yeah. What is I don't this? Know. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, as as we've said, you know, there just needs to be an excuse to have a musical number at the end of the episode. Yeah, but, but like, then just call it a musical. 
Yeah. And then the problem is solved. <laughs> Unless they added the the music in. That see, honestly, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that Hollywood arts and Andre especially was that's probably like, true. Can I write music for this play? And the teacher's probably like, Yeah, Andre, you're amazing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like like Yeah, Andre. Like no one can I mean, say no to Andre doing Grammy music stuff. Now, yeah, except literally like, Grammy, you know, Beyonce co writer Andre Harris. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Yeah, Andre has a cut from Andre, Andre Loki has a Beyonce cut as of a week ago <laughs> or whatever. So true. <laughs> and he's still just bumming around in Hollywood Arts playing piano for this musical. Like, Andre, get out of here. Oh my God. Go have your career. <laughs> Go have your career, Andre. <laughs> Be what free. Are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, then there's a knock at the door, and it's Kat who is there to do Tori's makeup. And she goes, makeup time, makeup time. And Tori tells her to go set up in the kitchen. And Kat goes, yay, I love kitchens. (laughs) I love that. And she says hi to Andre. And Andre goes, what's up, little red? And she says, what's that supposed to mean? It's so good. Every time, every time it happens now, especially that I've like listened to the theme song of this show, I'm like, wow. It's like in, uh, it's like in Full House when Michelle would say, you got it, dude. And the audience would go buck wild. Yeah, absolutely. It's literally us. We're like, wow. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? She said it. it. I'm honestly sad because I know at a certain point she's going to stop saying it Mm -hmm. and it'll just. Like, they should have just kept up with they it. They should have kept up with it. The whole thesis of our show is it's that so it's, what's that supposed to mean? Should it have been a, a winning catchphrase? It really should have been. It really should have been. But yeah, so then Kat goes, Andre, do you want to help me put monster makeup on Tori? And then before she could even finish her sentence, Andre just <laughs> like out leaves. The door. He's like, no, that's <laughs> for like, girls. Bye. I don't know what his, his reasoning is. He's probably um, going to a co-write or something. <laughs> probably just didn't want to deal with no, it. No, no, he went to pick a pizza. Because mm. that, that that was no, you're we're, right. we're getting ahead. We're, we're, getting ahead we're skipping ahead. But you're right. He did. He went to um, pizza. But yeah. Anyway, then we cut to after they do the makeup, and we see that Cat actually finally got the assignment right and made Tori like a fucked up looking zombie, and it looks great. It looks very good. We tried to look up who the makeup artist was for this episode because I would love to give them credit because this was very good special effects makeup. I found three makeup artists listed on IMDb. Mm. For this episode, though, For this episode for? specifically. Oh, okay. So it must have been like a little team. Yeah. If you want to shout them out. Yeah. Michael Johnston, Tamara Ogden, and Teresa Vest. Nice. Are listed as makeup for well, this episode. You guys did great. Yeah. I it's honestly, it looked yeah, awesome. It's great. Looked very good. Yeah. So they call Trina downstairs so they could try to scare her. But Trina doesn't even flinch. And she's just like, I've seen our grandmother naked. Nothing scares me anymore. <laughs> Which is like, why? What's the backstory there? It's probably like she walked in on her or something, like on accident, like walked in on her changing or whatever. But it was just like such a funny thing. Yeah. Also, it makes sense to me that Trina is not scared of anything. Yeah. It may, Trina yeah. has like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, Trina, like, if, I feel like if you threw something hard at Trina, it would like, bung, like bounce off of her like yeah, that. Yeah, she's and make sturdy. That noise. She's so sturdy. There's a sturdiness to Trina. Absolutely. <laughs> She's scrappy. Yeah, she is. She's got thick skin. Chicago. My queen. Know. Absolutely. It's it's Queen Trina. Yeah, so then Tori and Kat are kind of taking photos of the makeup, and Trina goes to the kitchen, and she finds the glue that they've been using, and it turns out that it's grizzly glue, which is essentially gorilla glue in this universe. It, the packaging's the exact same, yeah. except instead of a gorilla. I read on the wiki uh-huh. that apparently, like, the writers spent, quote-unquote, like, over an hour or, like, a couple of hours trying to come up with the name before setting <laughs> on grizzly glue, and I'm like... I mean, on the one hand, yeah, it gets the job done, but really, it took you 
hours to get there <laughs> to get to a bunch of professional food. tv writers were like i don't know, I don't what, know. what's what other than a gorilla starting with a g could be like i don't know like something That's about that crazy. is really funny to me That's that it, so that, and then that it's listed as a fun fact that it took them forever to come yeah. up with this i'm like okay sure yeah like, good for you guys. i don't know like what am i supposed to take away yeah, from that what am i supposed to say about that yeah anyway but yeah so then they start freaking out and yeah tori was the original gorilla glue girl Wait, who's Gorilla Glue? Oh my god. <laughs> you don't know Gorilla, gorilla Glue, glue girl? girl? So, essentially, this... Something very similar to this did happen in real life. Oh, really? So, basically, the way... So, you, like... There was a girl who... When you wear a wig, right? You glue down the wig so it doesn't move or come up. And so it lays flat on your head and it looks real. And a lot of the time, you know, like, if you're wearing the wig, you know, like, even the best glue can, like, come off and whatever. And so this one girl used Gorilla Glue to glue down her wig mm-hmm. and became – and, of course, it was, like, an enti- a huge fucking disaster. Yeah. And it, like, was super hard to get off and she was, like, a sensation and whatever. It was, like, a huge viral moment. <laughs> I have virtually no recollection of this. Yeah. So Tori, but Tori did it first. Tori was the original Gorilla Glue girl. There you go. Wow. She was the original one. Wait, please, please hold. I want to Google this. Gorilla Glue girl. Yeah. If you literally just Google Gorilla Glue girl, it will come up. (laughs) The first suggestion is Gorilla Glue girl died. She died? No, it's, she didn't, but that's just the suggestion. Okay. I'm satisfied. I've got my info. Tori OG Gorilla Glue girl. And, you know, so they start, as we said, they start freaking out. And Tori says, the play is tomorrow and I'm supposed to look beautiful. Because, you know, that's the whole thing about her character is that she's supposed to look beautiful. And, you know, Sophia Michelle is coming. And so it's, you know, it's, it's Obviously, it's, it's Sophia a huge, Michelle is coming. It's yeah. a huge deal. Sophia Michelle is coming. And Leah Michelle will also be there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine Leah Michelle's in the show. But, yeah, so they try to get it off. And, you know, like they're trying with, like, tweezers and whatever. And they can't. And they all end up fighting, and the scene ends with Andre coming back inside being like, I got pizza! <laughs> and he just sees them arguing, and, like, Troy in community yeah, I was about to turns say, it's, around and leaves. It's literally giving that community scene when Troy comes back with the pizza and everything's on fire, <laughs> and he's like, okay, like, so I guess I'll go. Like, it's so funny. Wow. The Dans are just, they were the same mind on mm-hmm. this one. Dan Harmon and Dan Schneider. Both weird guys. One of them weirder than the other. Yeah, sure. Anyway. So, yeah. Then we cut to the next scene. And Trina and Kat are, you know, both on the phone. Trina's on the phone with Tori's doctor. And Kat's on the phone with the the Grizzly Glue Company. And, you know, they're both trying to come up with a solution. And while Kat's on the phone with the glue company, she finds out that they make a solvent that's safe for skin. And Tori and Trina are like, ask the man where he we can get it. And Kat goes, it's a lady. And she walks off and goes, hi, Gail, it's Kat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love because they've just been on the phone. Yeah, just been talking. They've been having a good time together. <laughs> Better than all, I love that she introduces herself midway through the conversation. Oh, no, I think that she like, it was like a thing of like, she like, oh, let me like, wait one second. Hi, Gail. It's Kat. Oh, yeah, okay, like she, that like, makes that makes sense. Came back. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. No, they they're on first name basis. Her and Gail. Yeah, absolutely. Her and Gail are best. They've friends They've been chatting. Now. Yeah, they've been chatting. So yeah, then Cat will Cat kind of like finishes talking to Gail and she sits down. <laughs> she's and she's gonna like, sit uh-huh, there silently. Uh huh. Yeah, and then she hangs up and then she just sits there for like thirty seconds. Yeah, she just sits there like <laughs> a time, and they're like, "Well, what did she say?" And 
Kat says that they don't sell it in stores, so they have to drive to the headquarters of the glue company, which is in Bakersfield, to get it. And Which is a real place. It's a real place. It's about two hours away without traffic. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, if you live in LA, you know that what we're about to say is bullshit, which is that Trina and Kat say that they can go after school tomorrow at 3 p.m. in order to get the get the solvent to Bakersfield. Like they're they're leaving at three o'clock, going to Bakersfield to get solvent and are coming back and are supposed to be back by around, I'm guessing like seven or eight o'clock. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't work. That would not work. Yeah. That is that is like no, that's yeah, not Bakersfield gonna work. Bakersfield is kind of far. Bakersfield is far as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, right now, if we left and there was, like, no trap, no one on the road, it would take us two hours. Yeah, absolutely. It would take us way longer. But that's the plan, basically. And the scene, this scene ends with the doorbell ringing and Tori going to answer it. And she's, like, really angry. And she's like, what? And on the other side, you see that there's Girl Scouts at the door selling cookies. And they run away. And Tori goes, wait, I want cookies. I want cookies. Which, yeah, was pretty funny. So, yeah, then we get another slap update. And it's. I just made two little girls scream in one array with their cookies, and her mood is bummed. I just made two little girls scream and I, run away <laughs> with their cookies. Baby Gronk just <laughs> made. <laughs> no, something, I don't know, something, this was the slap update that made me go, eh, really? That was your slap update? Yeah, because it was just like a little tag, like a little button to the scene. It I wasn't was ex- really plot. Knowing Tori and, and her slap updates, I was expecting it to be, to be something like, ugh, I look like a freak right now. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's just a tone to it that, like, felt... It's so matter-of-fact. There's not even, like, an exclamation point. Like, yeah. it's just period. Like, I just scared away some little girls. Bummed. And it's like, no. Yeah. That's not... You got. You guys got to get it together on this episode. It seemed like the people who were coming up with the slap updates were like, well, this thing just happened. So, here you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not, it's not what I would have gone with. Yeah. I, I agree. I do agree. So yeah, then we cut to the next scene, and they're rehearsing for the play musical hybrid thing, whatever they want to call it. And the audio is like mixed normally when they're you know on the the characters and the actors singing and dancing. But then it cuts to Andre, who's in the band playing the keys. Yeah, and the mix just for the like one second yeah, the that they're on gets him, hella loud. so loud. It happens later in the performance too, when it's like when it's on. Obviously, it makes sense because Andre's doing his piano solo and the piano gets super loud. But it also happens there's a clip of the bass player. Yeah, where the bass gets super Super loud. I'm like, that's kind of that's some pretty like intense mixing for like clarity. Yeah, why? For- well, it would have made sense to me. It makes sense to me for Andre. Like, it's a dumb choice, but it makes sense for Andre because it's like, and Andre's here too, and look how good he is at playing the piano. Isn't that so crazy? He's so good at that. But then, like, why are they sh- why are they raising the bass on this one random yeah, bass player? It, I get, I sort of get the 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 intention, but in execution, it just it just comes across a little sloppy almost it's so bad yeah <laughs> it's so strange so then they finish rehearsing and the director goes up to tori and he's like tori your face is still hideous and she's like my sister and cat are already on their way back from bakersfield but then when he walks away she like stares at her phone super anxious like clearly doesn't know where they are yeah so then we cut to cat and trina in the car this scene for some reason was giving lady gaga beyonce telephone it just was. Okay, yeah. It was giving beautiful camp perfection with yeah. two of the best characters on the show 
being the best. Who we never see interact yeah. really like that often. And like the 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 way that the car is like it, it looks like the telephone music video. Yeah, oh yeah, it actually it just really looked does. exactly like it. So I was like, it's it's telephone. There they are. Yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, and so they're in the car just hanging out, and Tori calls Trina's phone, and Cat is like looking for the phone, and Trina's like, "Look under the seat," and Cat's like, "You're bossy." <laughs> I love your bossy. It's so good. So, good. so, anyways, they find it and they answer it, and Tori's like. Are you on your way back with a solvent? Please tell me you're on your way back with a solvent. And Kat's like, who's calling? <laughs> it's so good. I love who's calling. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> so then eventually Kat puts her on speaker and she's she, like, I love, yeah. Yeah, Tori, you're on the speaker. Trina's also in the car. <laughs> Trina's also in the car. <laughs> Just needs to say, it's giving, <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in the succession when. <laughs> Greg was in the car with his with his grandfather and Tom's on the phone saying something insane. And Greg's like, Tom, you're on speaker right now. I'm in the car with my grandfather. You're on speaker. And Tom goes, well, I shouldn't be, Greg. Yeah, well, I shouldn't be. <laughs> it's giving that. It's so good. Simply if Greg had said, Tom, you're on speaker. Ewan is also in the car. Then it would have been fine. We should all just do that when we yeah. when we pick up the phone. Yeah. Gregory Hirsch, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Tori essentially threatens them to get back in time for the play. And, you know, she's, like, anxious and scared and whatever. So then we get another slap update that says, never send Trina and Kat to do anything, and her mood is desperate. Which is, you know, kind of understandable, but also kind of mean. Yeah, it is kind of mean. But I will say that this is the first episode where I'm, like, Tori got into this situation not like in a way that like it's not her fault. That is true. Like she she's she did she's a nice, more justified yeah. being mad than she often ever is. Yeah, she helped out a friend and this is a big deal and she does need this glue quickly. Like it I mean the solvent quickly. Like it is the one thing where I'm like okay, I would be like I would also be very like as upset as she is in this situation. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. But yeah, and her mood is desperate. If I hadn't said that already. So then we cut to the next scene and, you know, they're getting ready. All the guests are coming in, including Sophia Michelle, who sits in her little reserved seat. And Trina and Kat still aren't back yet. And, you know, the director goes to Tori and he's like, we're on in two minutes and you still look like a zombie. And Jade's like, I can play her part. And then the director goes, no, then we have no one to play your part. And Jade's like, we're indoors. Lose the scarf because he has this like fuck ass Burberry scarf on. Yeah. <laughs> like giving fo- like, I don't even know, like. Like glee. <laughs> yeah, he's like a gay theater teacher. General glee. Yeah, yeah, glee general vibes. General theater teacher vibes. And I thought that that was a great line because there's so many men, especially in the year of 2012, who I'd love to go up to and be like, we're indoors, lose the scarf. Lose the scarf. I know Jade only has a couple lines in this episode, but she Every single one is good. Crushes them. It's yeah, so good. It's so good. So yeah, then Tori calls Trina again. And we see that Kat and Trina stopped for ice cream on their way back from the headquarters. <laughs> they went to Freezy Queen. They went to Freezy Queen. And, you know, Tori's like, why aren't you guys back yet? And they're like, we had an emergency, a creamy, delicious emergency. <laughs> and Tori's like, you stopped for ice cream? Which, 
I wouldn't have jumped to that conclusion if I heard that. I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? But anyway. Yeah, sure. Tor- Tori gets upset because she's like, you stopped for, because they stopped for ice cream. And they're like, we had to. There's a freezy queen in Bakersfield. Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's me anytime I'm within like 15 miles of a Dutch bros. I was thinking that as, <laughs> as we were watching. I'm like, this is, this is kind of us with Dutch bros. Anytime I'm like, anytime I'm in like a city or a county that has Dutch bros, I'm like, you know what we have well, to we do. We got to go to Dutch bros. <laughs> like, yeah, if we were, if, if, if we were rushing back to the hospital with like a liver on ice to save a relative. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, there's a Dutch like, bros. Wait, there's a Dutch bros? <laughs> Like we, we would do that. So true. We would. <laughs> Not proud of it, but it's true. It's true. I need the fucking unicorn blood rebel freeze thing <laughs> that I, I love. That tastes like a cherry starburst. Unicorn blood. It's called a unicorn it's the blood. Most unhinged. You know. Place. Wait. And they okay. They got rid of it because like it was too, it was too stupid and it was costing them a lot of money. But there used to be this thing at Dutch Bros where you could get glitter added to your drink, like the edible glitter. And you know how it's like all pretty mm-hmm. when it mixes and stuff, especially in the sun. Yeah. And it would be called making it shine. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So it's all connected. That's crazy. It's all connected. That's yeah. what you would say when you were ordering something. You'd say, can I make it shine? Can I make it shine? Yeah. That's nuts. Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So there you go. Go to Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in... More slightly more rural parts of California. It's true. Southern California. It's so it's so specific. It's so specific. <laughs> so then the show's begun, and Tori just has to go out in the zombie makeup. There is no other way at this point. And there's a line as she enters where they're like, Wow, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever laid eyes on. And it's, you know, just her and like this fucking like walking dead looking ass yeah. thing. Also, another thing I have to say. This is way jumping back. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's okay. But as a okay, as somebody who is like a hair and makeup artist and has done special effects makeup in the past, you can use glue for that kind of thing. And I have used glue in a pinch. It's like Elmer's glue, not like like you know gorilla industrial glue, yeah. gorilla glue. But like this makeup class would have given the students liquid latex yeah this wouldn't be a situation that's happening i just had to point that out i had to point out the plot inconsistency because it bothered me and they just it wouldn't be a thing that happened but also counterpoint Mm -hmm. cat did go through three people which was probably not accounted for by the teacher (laughs) that's true so she probably she might have just run out because she used too much on other people that's so true that is very true and i do see how you would like I mean, she. The reason why she chose we can cut this part, but the reason why she chose the grizzly glue is because of like the like the little bear on the thing. Yeah, she but I it was would cute. see how like you can't really build like like that kind of like insane mask with glue. Like it's more for like little like like cuts and stuff. You could like use glue in a pinch. Sure. But like I could see how you would want something like industrial to like build like that much gunk. Yeah. Know? Sure. Anyway. Yeah, so then we cut back to Trina and Kat in the car as, you know, Tori's on stage. It's like a cut back and forth. And they're singing along to what we will later know to be the song Five Fingers to the Face, or Five Fingers to the Face, a song that is essentially this universe's Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Yes. It sounds the exact same. It is so clear that that that's what this is supposed to be. And they're, you know, singing along. 
And Trina sings a line that's like, you smell so fruity. And Kat kind of stops and Trina's like, sing the next line. And Kat's like, I can't. It's dirty. <laughs> Which, what do we think the line is? Well, it's got to be something with booty. Yeah, probably. Or, yeah. Which I, I was thinking as as this happens, like flash flashing forward to like some of the lyrics on like positions like yeah. ariana it's tall it's really a t- it's big talk coming from ariana grande who's it's written 34, honestly 35 <laughs> 3435 is one of the dirtiest songs to ever fucking go on the radio like it's I want a 69 with you yeah no it's insane ariana it is, grande and then just like it's dirty it's dirty yeah no it's just really funny it's to look so it's funny. really funny to look back on these things it's funny to look back on these things and that's why we're doing this that's why we're doing it exactly yeah so there's that. It's a it's an introduction into an important piece of victorious lore, in my opinion, which is five fingers to the face. It does come back. It comes, it comes back in back, a big way. Comes back like multiple times, I think, actually. Yeah. It's like a it's like it's like it's like a song that they Yeah, they, it's a song that exists. They mentioned. Yeah, so then we once again cut back to the show. And it's the scene where Tori's character rejects Robbie's character proposal by like she like He's like an asshole to her, and she like punches him in the face, and then she sings the final. I loved number. the the line the line from Robbie's character in the scene was like, "I'm rich, I'm handsome, I have nine boats. Yeah. Stop acting like a stupid girl." I love. I have nine boats. I also like. I I like the implication that the original line in the like Broadway play would be stop acting like a stupid bitch. Oh yeah. But they made it stupid girl. Because I'm sure. I'm in sure. High yeah. School. It's like, it's, it, it's like one of those things like we were, you know, we both did theater in high school. I did makeup in theater. Mm-hmm. You were, you know, you were, you were Sweeney Todd. Yes. <laughs> the team and Barbara Fleet Street. And <laughs> like, did you also have in your school where anytime you do a play, there would be certain things that they would cut in the play because you went to a Catholic school, and I yeah, went to a Christian school. Yeah, they weren't school. super duper, like, diligent with what the contents of the plays, but obviously we got the school versions of the play, which yeah. are already, like, like filled. it's already filtered through, like, the script we got was already kind of edited, mm-hmm. like, one, once we got it. Because yeah. it's like they make school, like, high school-friendly versions of yeah, Broadway plays. Yeah, exactly. So it's clear that it's, like, a high school-friendly version. Yeah, I'm there. sure it was. Which... And again, we'll we'll we might cut this, we might not. <laughs> but like that brings me to like, you know how like in high school plays, you can't just like no high school is doing Hamilton right now yet. Right. Because you need to like there's like a copyright and like the high school like there's like so much shit that it has to go through before schools and stuff can start performing it. This seems to be like a hot play. Right, yeah. It's, it's, that is happening like on play, Broadway. Happening now. Maybe it might be one of her older ones, but like yeah. I don't know. Like I, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I was like, what? Like you know, what's the deal there? Are they just like, well, we're we're in art school though, so we can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think they really thought of, thought about that aspect of it. Yeah. So yeah, then Tori starts to sing her final big number, and we finally hear Beck sing. We finally hear Beck sing. I think it's the only time we ever do. Yeah. And he is not very good. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's, he's like, fine, but he's like not. He's no Ariana you know, Grande. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's he not, gets the job it's done. It's not like Trina levels of bad, but it's yeah. like you're clearly supposed to think that it's good. I mean, it's decent. Yeah, it's, no, it's decent. It's definitely yeah. decent for especially for like a high school 
person and he's but Mormon. it is I, that is what like i don't know it's kind of also believable for beck because yeah. it's just like i imagine well, beck would like be- beck is an actor he's not a singer he's not that's a singer okay. that's too yeah it's yeah. it's fine. he learned he learned how to sing for this part like yeah exactly he's he's like Sam Claflin and Daisy Jones or Riley Keough in Daisy Jones. I was going to say like, like, like Gerard Butler in Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. Or every character on Nashville in ABC's Nashville. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or <laughs> Russell Crowe in Les Mis. Exactly. So many examples. So many I examples hope you guys understand now I what we're trying to say. I do understand what we're trying to say. Do you get it now, guys? Do you want more examples? We, we have more. <laughs> Oh, like Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, which he actually, unfortunately, fucking crushed. Yeah, he was so good. He was so good in that. He was so, so, so good in that. Because Andrew Garfield can do anything. He really can do anything. He's the best in the world. He's so good. (laughs) He's just so good. Unlike Beck. Bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) No, Beck's fine. We like Beck. He's fine. He's fine. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Then, yeah, and also another thing about this number is that this song is Loki kind of an underrated victorious song. It kind of opinion. is. I was thinking that too. I'm like, this one is pretty good. I really like this one and we don't really talk about it much. Like we talk about a lot of the other ones, but like I like completely forgot about this song. Yeah, I did too. It's not yeah, it's not one that sticks in my memory a ton. But it's a good one. It's a good I one. Really it's like very it. it's giving pop punk. Yeah. It's, it's such a it's like such a catchy one. I really like it. Yeah. It was co-written by Drake Bell. Mm-hmm. Drake Bell did co-write the song Finally Falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the name of the song. And also another thing that I noticed is so they're doing the song and you know like there's like parts where you know they're kind of more like singing, you know, whatever, like singing it straight and just kind of like move like walking around and then there's parts where they're like doing like intense choreo like yeah. you know like synchronized choreography and you can tell that in the synchronized choreography part that like they're clearly not singing not a single one of them had their mouths moving yeah they're just like this is too involved it's too, they can't sing dance. and dance at the same time okay yeah it's too much to ask of them but yeah and then during the during the number trina and kat come back and like kind of like motion to tori and andre improvises a piano solo while mm-hmm. they take her a you know, sick piano solo sick ripping. piano solo and yeah they're like in the back you know taking the makeup off and every single fucking ensemble actor is just putting in they're work. just like they're doing flips they're jumping they're going full glee glee club on it they're like we need to improvise quick do a shit ton of backflips like it, it was so insane just the most insane stunts. It's giving Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was also one part in... Another thing that I have to say about this scene is that there was one part in the the part where they're taking off her makeup where it starts to work and they're all, like, screaming and squealing and they're excited about it. They're like, it's working! It's working! Yeah! And it was just such a cute little moment. I was like, this is the girlies. It's the girlies. <laughs> they're having a great... They're like, they're like yay! <laughs> and I know. it's the girlies. <laughs> they're hanging out. That's all I have to say. It's the girlies. <laughs> anyway i also love that when when they show up they're like we brought you freezy queen and tori just like smacks it into the air she's I, like i don't want your freezy queen. fuck you and your freezy queen yeah. i need my i need my makeup also freezy queen couldn't have taken more than 20 minutes all right yeah unless it's like an in and out size line no i think it's supposed to be like dairy queen yeah it's like probably a it's meant to be dairy queen for yeah. sure but like <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably maybe they had another, maybe they had to like go out of the way to get there. Maybe took them another two hours to go to fucking Freezy Queen. Yeah, but once again, I get it. I can't knock it. I get it. I fucking get it. 
Dutch oh, yeah. Bros open a spot in Los Angeles, California. No, but then it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Part of its <laughs> charm is that it's far away and unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also <laughs> I wanted to mention in the scene where the cast is vamping and going crazy, we get the scene from the intro sequence where Beck does a cartwheel and then slides to the camera. Like yes. that's like when it says like Avanjogia, it says it like like the the actor's name and then it like gives you a little clip of them like sitcom style and this is the clip and it's always fun when you when you there you see the clip from the intro sequence in the episode you yeah know what I mean? and you like haven't seen it yet up you to haven't that seen point. it yet you're like oh that's the yeah. thing from the intro sequence yeah it's very fun it's great I, yeah it makes your brain do a little thing because you're like wait I've seen this before and yeah like, oh right I know where I've seen this before exactly and it feels iconic because it's like you've see, it's like the title sequence for the yeah, show exactly so you've associated with like it's like heightened in some mm-hmm. way I don't know. It's like in The Office when Michael Scott fixes his little, like, Dundee and yeah. they, like, got the shot, per- like, they lined up the shot perfectly. Yeah. Even though it's not, like, it's not the actual shot from in the the title sequence, but they line it up perfectly so it looks like it is. Yeah, I love that. It's incredible. Anyway. Yeah, so then, you know, Tori finally gets the makeup off and she goes back out without the makeup and it's, like, a huge reveal and, you know, it's, like, doing the whole thing and finishes the song and yeah and you know like everyone's like yay the the play it happened and then we cut to the next scene and Sophia Michelle is talking to the director and cast about you know what she thought of the play and it turns out that she loved the zombie part of it all because it emphasized the point of the play which is substance over beauty yes which makes no fucking sense okay because the thing Here's the thing. <laughs> I understand that Beck's character is supposed to be like, I see her for more than her beauty. But Robbie's character doesn't. And he's also in love with her. Yeah. Robbie's character is like, I don't care about you as a person. I just think that you're pretty. Right. But he's also in love with her. So it doesn't make any sense. Wait, what do you Sophia mean? Sophia Michelle. Like, Robbie's care. Like, the difference between... But isn't the point that Robbie's character's love is not as valuable because it's not for the right reasons? That's what I mean. Is like he wouldn't like if if she looked like a zombie in the in the play canonically, oh, he wouldn't be in love with her. He wouldn't be in love with her because he really he only cares about he he only cares about her looks. Yeah, exactly. So Sophia Michelle, I have something you 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 understood your own play wrong. Yeah, actually. that's true. That's honestly true. You and understood that's your kind own play of embarrassing wrong. for yeah, her, and it's really embarrassing for her. Yeah. It's like a certain playwright and a certain book called Little Life. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And, yeah, they're all like, oh, yeah, no, that's, like, totally what we... What we wanted you to think, Sophie and Michelle, thank you so much. Yeah. And then Robbie asks her what she thought of his performance. And she's like, I have a plane to catch. And they were like, but we heard you were going to be in L.A. all weekend. She's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, bye. (laughs) So she leaves. So she leaves. And then at the very end of the episode, the disco music comes back on with the lights and the whole the whole line. Sinjin's got a little vest on. Sinjin's got a full disco outfit. Like, he's got the fun blouse. Yeah, exactly. He's got the bell bottoms. He's yeah. got the vest. Like, he's all in it. And he's like, don't fight it. And they all start dancing. And that is the episode. So good. So good. Yeah. Great, great end to great the episode. Great end to the episode. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, just a, a clean 
callback to the beginning of the episode, a little mm-hmm. bookend. It's very, yeah. yeah, it's just very, very, very it's a little nice moment of all of them dancing. Yeah, to, and yeah, to, and then it just gets kind of goofy, disco. and yeah. just, you can tell the cast is just having a lot of fun with yeah. it. Yeah, it was very cute. It was very cute. But yeah, then the sound bite tag thing we get at the very end is Trina singing, "You smell so fruity." Yeah. Which is, you know, it's like medium on the on the innuendo scale. Yeah, it's not so bad. I mean, I think the reason why it's not so bad to me is because the song is like a Sir Mix-a-Lot type song. Yeah, sure. And so it's supposed to kind of, like, the, in, in the show, like, it's not extracted in a way to, like, make it sound like a that's what she said moment. Yeah, like, sure, 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 it's sure. Like, it's like pulling a lyric from Sir Mix-a-Lot and being like, ha, isn't this kind of dirty out of context? And it's like, well, it's kind of dirty in context, too. Right, exactly. You no, know, that's it's fair. like, it, it that's was, fair. so in that, in that way, it was okay to me. Yeah. But yeah, that is the episode. What did you think? Yeah, like I said, I thought it was a, a good one. It was, it was very clean. I feel like it was paced really well. I feel like it went by like quicker mm-hmm. in a way like i feel like it, it was i mean it was dense in bits but it also just like moved really nicely yeah i feel like like this is a shorter episode of us talking about it because it's it's just very clean it's just yeah. like it just it doesn't overstay it's welcome like it's just like a nice there's simple no episode plot, you know there's like no b-plot that's part of it this. too it's like it, it's just one through line mm-hmm. um and given that it you know it, do, it does a lot with its with its little like character moments like the, yeah. all the little side characters and like mm. jade and sinjin and robbie yeah and beck all have really nice moments yeah it really feels like a nice ensemble piece yeah it really did i really liked it and once again cat and trina just yeah cat really shines in this episode i wish that they had paired them up more in yeah the rest they have of a ton the... of like chemistry yeah yeah together it's really they were good so funny together yeah like in the... the car they were so good because it's like yeah because you know like they have this like back and forth of like Trina's like abrasive and kind of mean and Kat is like bubbly and cute. It's like this like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Like they like they play off each other really well just inherently. Like it's yeah. so easy to just put them in a room as those two characters yeah. and have like fun little moments ensue. And yeah, so I wish true. I wish you know, as we always come back to, like, I just wish the show knew what they had with Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. I know. Like, imagine if, I mean, I guess they eventually give us Sam and Cat, but, like, I don't, I don't know enough about Sam and Cat to know what went wrong. But, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I feel like we deserve a better version of this character. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. And we get glimpses of it. That's what makes it so heartbreaking. That's one of the reasons I keep coming back to the show is it's, like, it's, it's so, it's compelling to me, not because it's, like, perfect, because it's, like, it had the makings of something that could be so good, but like kind of fumbles the bag on it. And yeah. like those are always the interesting like moments in media for me when something is like like so close to being amazing and then it just doesn't quite make it. And I feel like that like, cat is just such a good character. I know. Like like and when they give her the chance to to shine, she fucking like she shines yeah. so bright. Like it's she so really does. like and that's maybe that was the problem. Like maybe she just shone too bright. Well, Here's but here's the thing, you know, and we're jumping ahead here, but in the like I think that them kind of bimboifying Cat and like making her into this like one note character was them in their own way realizing what they had because it was sure, yeah. I think that that was the explosion of Ariana Grande. Like that is where it really started was like 12-year-olds being like Ariana Grande, put your hearts up. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And then in the later seasons, we see Kat getting more screen time. Sometimes Kat gets the A plot and Tori gets the B plot. Like, 
we see them kind of fighting for the spotlight at the end of the show. Yeah. Not to skip ahead too much, but this is from what I remember. Yeah. Of the, of like the show and the drama that ensued with the show that I think that we, I think that now we are in the majority because everyone has grown up and stuff, but like, like the reason why Ariana became so big is because of what they did with that character. I think. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, mm. I, like, I, like, I, here's the thing. Like, I think, hmm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I, I, I just ultimately think, isn't season one cat just like so much more compelling? To us. Yeah. yeah to us, she is completely. Like, but I, you think like smoothing her out and like sanding off the edges and yeah. making her a little like, because I think cleaner they, is like, a, I, is a contributing factor to her being like, like to her launching into success as yeah. like that kind of person. I totally think so because interesting. I mean, I yeah, I, I I can I can kind of get behind that. Well, because I had a little sister who was three years younger than me, who like when that like part of like that's like when they did that with Cat and that was airing, Ariana Grande was like my sister's favorite, 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 favorite. Like, yeah, every single little girl was like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with her. I want to be exactly like her. Like, they all just loved her. See, but here's the thing. Like, here, I think that that is almost true in spite of what they did with the character. Mm. Like, I think Ariana Grande, it's easy to see in hindsight that she's just, like, a born fucking superstar. Yeah. And, like, I was obsessed with her. Everyone was obsessed with her. I feel like that, I think that's just her. That might a certain just be point, her. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's You're just, right. I think she's just really compelling to look at and watch. And, like, like connect with as an actress and as a, as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, I think that that's what breaks my heart about it, is like, I, I, especially with the benefit of hindsight, especially, and especially now that we don't, Ariana, I mean, we're getting a little bit more of it now with the voice and with her, her, you know, being in, in the upcoming movie. But I feel like we as a culture have not gotten enough of what Ariana Grande is capable of as an actress and as, yeah. a, as an entertainer. That's like, true. We've gotten this like beautiful, like, like, like sensual, sexual goddess, like pop thing, which is like, I'm grateful for, obviously. Like, it's amazing that we have that, but I, her, her just kind of like doing Audrey Hepburn impressions. And like, I mean, you mm -hmm. get a little bit of it on like late night talk shows, but like. Or Scream Queens. Oh, no, I actually haven't watched Scream, Scream Queens. Queens. I haven't watched that actually. That's, I should probably so. watch that. I just feel like She's in general, I like I I just feel like we should have had like a full on. I want like a full on Ariana Grande sitcom that's like really good, that's where she can true. really shine. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. So like, true. I, like I I know we're never gonna get that, but yeah. like the, Victorious is the closest we mm -hmm. come. And like, there's moment this episode especially where she has like a little bit more range and like quirkiness. I just I, I'm sad that we lose some of that. I mean, obviously we get like skipping ahead, but like in like Sleepover with Psychowitz or like in the April Fool's episode. Like, we get, like, really interesting range from her, and, like, that's what I want more of. Yeah. And maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's just me. But yeah, I, I just feel like the show... I don't know. I just feel like the show could have done more with Kat. Yeah. I I ultimately agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's our, that's our episode. Make sure to like, comment, 
I don't I don't know whatever you do with yeah whatever you do I've I've been leaving poll I've been leaving the poll yeah yeah, rated on all platforms and yeah interact with it on Spotify on Spotify podcasts I've been leaving little polls and Mm -hmm. questionnaires at the end of the episode so make sure to interact so I know I can just see who's we can see who's around and interacting with the show and we also set up an Instagram it's at what's that supposed to like the number two mean yeah so yeah make sure to follow us on all the things. We hope you guys like this episode. Uh, make it shine. Make it shine. Ooh. Yeah, once again, feeling lost, but now and then I breathe it in to let it go. And you don't know where you are now or what it would come to if only somebody could hear. And you figure out how you're lost in the moment you disappear You don't have to be afraid to put your dream in action You're never gonna fade, you'll be the main attraction Not a fantasy, just remember me when it turns out right Cause you know that if you live in your imagination Tomorrow you'll be everybody's fascination In the victory Just remember me When I make you shine Reaching high Feeling low I'm holding on But letting go I'd like to shine I'll shine for you And it's time to show the world how a little bit closer as long as I'm ready to go All we have is right now As long as you feel it inside You know You don't have to be afraid to put your dream in action You're never gonna fade, you'll be the main attraction Not a fantasy, just remember me When it turns out right Cause you know that if you live in your imagination Tomorrow you'll be everybody's fascination In the victory, just remember me When I make you shine Everyone can tell you how it's all been said and done Harder times will change your mind And make you wanna run What you wanted And you need it Like you need to breathe the air If they doubt you Just believe it That's enough to get you there You don't have to be afraid To put your dream in action You're never gonna fade your lead Just remember me when I make you shine